We had the big boss in today, Lauren. Oh, we sure did. That was fun. It was. The GM of this station, Larry Sharp. Yeah, that was a, one of the best shows we've ever done, from my, based on my perspective. Well, you know, you guys have a lot in common, having the radio background. We sure do. Yeah, Larry has been in radio for, gosh, 30, more than 35 years, it sounds like. And kind of a big deal. The more research I did, uh, I found out this guy is um, very well known and quite famous within the industry. He sure is. So we got to hear his story and hear about what it's like to be in rock and roll radio, hear what it's like to be the manager of the only station in a community here in Napa Valley and what the responsibilities are that go along with that. And I, I enjoyed getting a little deeper with Larry. In a historic building, that is. Tell us. Well, this station has been around since 1948, and our general manager, Larry Sharp, has had some great predecessors over the years that, that came long before him. And he's continuing on the tradition and improving every step of the way, which is great. It is. Well, before we get to the show, I'd like to invite you, kind listener, to visit me at the family winery, Judd's Hill, located at the south end of the beautiful Silverado Trail here in Napa Valley. Visiting information can be found at www.judshill.com. And while you're online, have a look around. There's photos, there's recipes to pair with the wine, poetry, and some of our famed quirky videos that I think you'll get a big kick out of. Of course, there's also wine, so feel free to put some in your cart, try some, and as a special perk for being a listener, we're going to give you a little discount. How do folks get that discount? You'll get 15% off your entire wine order if you type in, in all lowercase letters, please, J-N-V-S. That's right, coupon code J-N-V-S. And if you want a better deal than the 15% off, you can join our wine club. All the information is right there on the website. We guarantee you a good time. It's the best wine club, right? And one of the best, if not the best. Thank you for your confidence. You'll certainly get to try all of our wines. You'll get invitations to special events and plenty of other perks. As I said, we guarantee you a good time as a member of our Judd's Hill Wine Club. Now let's get talking to Larry. Yeah, Joe, we got a show to do. Let's get going. Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. For another heap of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people On Judd's Napa Valley Show No stale script and no rehearsing Live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person On Judd's Napa Valley Show Pardon me I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. You can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. Beyond the cold gray clouds that hang up high, without even a soaring bird entering the sky, I see a glimpse of grapes forming on the vine, for one day soon will turn into Judd's Hill wine. And here's our host, the most amazing human being on the face of the earth, <laughs> Judd Fengelstein. <laughs> you got me all choked up there. <coughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Thank you, Lauren Wall, for that fabulous introduction. You're you, welcome, Judd. Thought but, I'd throw in a little Donald Trump for you. Oh, is that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get on with the show then, shall we? Oh, sure. <laughs> Love your professionalism. Lauren Mall, 
How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, John. What's How about going you? on? You're wearing your work shirt. You had an early shift. Uh, I did at Rayleigh's. Just came in. What were you doing today? Bagging for four hours. Bagging for four hours. Do you do you enjoy the bagging? Oh, I do. What is it about bagging that you you like to do? Well, it's uh, getting to know uh, the customers well, and that that's the first reason. Number two, it's indoors. Oh yes, indeed. You sometimes get get uh, sent out on what do they call the cart run? Uh, cart hour. Cart hour. And I'll let folks know that this is this show is being uh, pre-recorded. So if you're listening on the radio, the weather may not be the same. But it was really rainy this morning, so it you're probably was. happy to not be out there. That's right. Oof. <laughs> so when you're working your courtesy clerk job, what gives you the most joy? Which task do you like to do? Well, I like to do the the bagging and the and the sweeping. Okay, so bagging, you get to meet the customers, have a I little do. interaction. And the sweeping, what is it about sweeping? Uh, that, I, that I get to sweep the whole store. And I even get to sweep up the uh, the floral department, which is probably my favorite part about sweeping. And that is because? That's because I just like to help them clean up. That's nice. I like the floral department. It looks pretty and it always smells good in there, too. It is. And the ladies there are very nice. Celia okay. and Claudia. Wonderful. Let's, let's mention them. Thanks for being nice. Sweeping, you know, there's something meditative about sweeping. I kind of enjoy it, too. Like sweeping around the house or at work. I just... I like the feeling of it's something a little bit repetitive. You kind of get into a groove, and then when you're done, things are nice and tidy. Oh, it is. Feels good. It does. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you made it over here. You dashed over from work. I did. And so, uh, so what's been going on with you, Judd? Oh, you know, um, all sorts of things going on. Let's see. Where should we start? Let's go in order. Yeah, where should we start? <laughs> Let's go in order. My band, the Maikai Gents, uh, you know, we do our old-time Hawaiian music, and we put on a a show that folks would have seen if they had traveled to Waikiki back in the 1950s. That's the vibe we try to put out there. We're going to be performing April 29th. It's a Friday over at the Wine Train Depot, part of their Arts in April series of events. And that's from 5 to 7 p.m. And it's free. Just drop in at the depot. Wear your finest Aloha attire. You can have a glass of Judd's Hill wine and sit down and enjoy the vibe. That's April 29th. Then on May 15th, over at Judd's Hill, we're having our annual springtime bonanza. We do this every year. I believe this might even be our 10th annual. I'm going to have to check on that. I think wow, it might we. be. I know, I know. It's a benefit for the Napa Valley Youth Symphony, and all kinds of fun happens. It's from noon to 2.30. It's $50 to come. Or if you're a member of our wine club, guess what? It's free. If you're not a member of our wine club, what do you think should happen? You should join. That's right, Lauren. <laughs> Details are on our website, judshill.com. It'll tell you more about what's going to happen there and how to be a member of our wine club. And then on June 7th, there is a winemaker dinner. That winemaker would be me. Hooray. I'm excited for this. It's going to be at Napa Valley Bistro and here in downtown Napa. More details to come. I just want folks to save the date June 7th. And that's what I've got going on. Right on. Not bad. I know. I'm excited. We have a very special guest. Oh, we and, do. And normally I let you... Introduce the guest, but I have a special introduction. That's fine, Judd. Are you ready? Go right ahead. All right. Mystery guests, are you ready for this? All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first event. It is set for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Introducing in the corner to my right, hailing from Marion, Ohio. He weighs 251 pounds. Charlie Fulton. His opponent this evening, Paulsboro, New Jersey, 253 pounds, pretty boy, Larry Sharp. The people's choice, Larry Sharp, huh? 
He's a fun guy. Yeah, he's terrific. <laughs> he is terrific. <laughs> and, he, and he's here. It's Larry Sharp. Yeah. The Larry, New Jersey pretty boy, Larry I've Sharp. I've had a very storied past. <laughs> I'm amazed you found that. <laughs> oh, you know, it's all out there, Larry. I know. It's all out there, just for the picking. Was he the wrestler, pretty boy? Pretty boy, Larry yeah. Sharp. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that was a ring announcement for yeah, him. Yeah, if you Google me, unfortunately, you get me <laughs> and him. <laughs> and there's some others. There was a Reverend Larry Sharp oh. doing a, a big oh, sermon yeah, yeah. in front of like a mega church. And I was looking, I was trying to find a sound clip for him saying, you know, I'm Larry Sharp, and today I want to speak to you <laughs> about, you know, and like name a Bible verse or sure, something. I thought sure. that would have been a good intro too. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to stack as many as I could, but yeah. oh, that you would found have a good do. one. I love it. Thank you. Larry Sharp. Yes. Who are you, Larry Sharp? <laughs> no, you are, I'm going to just say, I'm going to save you from having to talk about yourself oh. a little bit, All give right. your pedigree. Uh, here in the station, you're my boss at well. KVYN, KVON. <laughs> well, you're the general manager. You are the music director. You are the station director. You are the, keep going. What, Program what, director, <laughs> sales manager, salesman, yeah. uh, janitor, yeah. uh, plumber. Electrician, everything, and the engineer. men's room is out of paper towels. It, it is. Uh, well, I'll get right on that. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate that. Now you're the boss here. You you run KVON and KVYN, the the two radio stations of Napa Valley. That's right. And this is um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you in because not only are you a, a swell fella and I like you, but with your job as the man here running these stations, there's a lot of responsibility, which I want to get to, but okay. I don't want to get there yet. I'm going to let you think about. That answer, because that's when we're going to get a little deep. Okay. But I'm curious how you got into this whole business, because you've been around for a while. The more I look, what am I trying to? I don't want to sound like a stalker, creepy. <laughs> okay. Take you your did your research. Yeah. That's all right. Research. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, that's how I found the Larry Sharp sure. bit that we just played. You know, yeah. I was looking. I wanted to find some stuff out about you, and the more I was looking into Larry Sharp, the more I realized, wow, what a big deal you are in the radio business and have been for. A very long time. What set you off on this path? Do you grow up in a in a family of uh, radio folks or showbiz people? Or Not at all. Nothing I, I, like that. I came from a trucking industry family. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it just didn't interest me. Oh, where was this? Uh, in Washington, Seattle. Okay. Uh, my grandfather started Lee and Eastus Tank Lines, which Ooh. still exists, and my cousin actually runs the company now. Oh, wow. Uh, I worked there when I was like 16 years old, but uh, <laughs> it just wasn't for me. That cured you of any yeah, thought? Yeah, that and, and what really sent me on the path to, to radio, and I, and I, I was going to use radio as a, as a kind of a tool mm-hmm. and then ended up staying. I was working at a, a mobile home factory in Washington, oh. and I was so slow that I didn't get to work inside the building. They, and they moved the, the mobile homes outside when they were kind of done, and I had to be <laughs> out in the cold and the rain working in these mobile homes, and it's, <laughs> I just said, I can't do this anymore. So I had been in drama in school. I mm-hmm. had really enjoyed acting and thought I wanted to be an actor. And so I thought about guys like Johnny Carson and Bob Crane, if you remember Hogan's Heroes. Sure, he was uh, like the number one DJ in Los Angeles in the 60s. Yeah, and I thought, radio, I'll I'll use that as my way to stardom and fame. And so I I did that. I went to radio school and got a job pretty quickly, actually within six months. And, no um, kidding. What was that job? My first job was at KWYZ Country Radio 123. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we had to answer the phone, too. What a mouthful that was. Good evening. <laughs> you know. And it was a country station, the only time I ever worked country music, mm-hmm. up in Everett, Washington. And I worked the midnight to 6 a.m. shift, oh, which wow. no longer exists in radio. Uh, it's, you know, we don't have people here anymore in the middle of the night. No. And that was my job for $2.10 an hour. So. 
And you loved it. I did you love it. You must have. You stuck oh, with it, it. It was, you know, that was the beginning. And it, at a small station like that, and look, I've come full circle. I'm back at a small station, which I love. You do everything, just like I am now. Yeah. I learned how to do news, uh, live news, like standing on a corner with a two-way radio in my hand reporting on floods and things like that. Oh, wow. You yeah. were out in the street reporting. Yeah, yeah. So there was, you really got a sense of, of learning everything right from the ground up. And, you know, we did we did news back then, Rip and Read, where you went back to that AP machine. You probably remember, Judd, that, that thing would sit in a room and punch out As news. a matter of fact, I think there might have still been one here probably. when I first worked here yeah. when I was in high school back yeah. in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah, there would have been. And, and we would just go back and tear the news off of that thing and, and do a little one-minute newscast. So when you hear Sharpie doing the news here, I've been doing that for 40 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> was there a certain aspect that... that you were drawn to, whether it was the news or was it the music side of it? What what, um, what really aside, grabbed you? Aside from wanting to be an actor, I wanted to pick up girls. Oh. And uh, when you are on the radio in your hometown, mm-hmm. it works pretty well. Well, <laughs> yeah. is this an avenue we should uh, pursue in this interview? Or? <laughs> if we like to. I mean, <laughs> I mean I actually, who doesn't want to hear about that? I, I met my uh, now ex-wife at, at uh, a remote, as a matter of fact. So, yes, in, indeed it does work well, i'm curious set the scene you're out you are at what uh, a car dealer a supermarket um, opening a yeah i was in again a festival this, this was in seattle i yeah. spent about the first 16 17 years of my career in seattle and mm-hmm. i was doing uh, i used to in the summertime i was sharpie then mm-hmm. and i did live remotes from the decks of restaurants that were on the water and there's a bunch of them in oh, seattle yeah, as nice. you can imagine so we call them deck parties mm-hmm. and uh i was hosting a deck party at uh uh, it's the name of the locks there. What's the name of the locks? Oh, locks. It's almost coming to me. Bagels and locks. No, the locks no. like boats go through. Oh, those kind yeah. of locks. Anyway, uh, Chittenden. No. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing my show and I, I broadcast live and people would come and it turned into a big party and Sharpay. People were yeah. buying me beers, which was <laughs> that really didn't happen. Thank you. No, 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 no. Uh, and then a friend of, of mine uh, at the time. I uh, came up and said, I want to introduce you to my sister. And so I went over and met her, and I didn't like her a bit. She didn't like me a bit. And, but later that night, we kind of got together. So, oh, and, oh. and then we eventually got married, and, and then we didn't. Oh. <laughs> but you were, you know, I found, while I was looking around, yes, this photo of you at the, a rock and roll station in Seattle. Yes. This, is, this is the station you're talking about doing yeah, the remote? I was at a couple up there, but yeah. Okay, yeah. and it was you and your fellow DJs celebrating being yes. the number one station. Yes. And this is 1981, it was dated, this photo. Right. And you had this great, I mean, you still have great curly <laughs> hair, and plenty of it, I yes. might say. Yeah, but, for... but this was very long oh, yeah. curly hair, and you had this handlebar mustache, yeah. I think, went all the way down to your, I, I mean, you couldn't even <laughs> yeah. see how far it went yeah. down. <laughs> Um, so, is this that era? That, uh, this was a few years after that. Oh, okay. But that was uh, that was a highlight of my life because mm. that was my first major rock radio station job mm. at KISW in Seattle, which is still a huge rock station up there. Yeah. And those people in that picture were my heroes. Those were the people I listened to when I decided I wanted to get into radio. Oh, no so kidding. So I ended up working with some of the legends, Gary Crow, Steve Slayton, you would probably know these names, but in Seattle they're legends. Yeah. Some of them still on the air up there. And I just kind of luckily got folded into this thing, 
and the station took off at this particular time when I was doing middays on the on the air. I wasn't nearly as talented as all those other guys, but I got to go along for the ride and get my picture taken. And sure, no, and they and they took you in, and they must have liked you. Wasn't it Crow that gave you your nickname? He did. As a matter of fact, yeah. you've seen that story. Yeah, yeah. He, he at the time there was a TV show called CPO Sharky. Sure, Don Rickles. Air. Yep. So he <laughs> he called me. He knew I was a boater, and so he called me CPO Sharpie. Uh-huh. And then the CPO fell off, and and Sharpie stuck. Just Sharpie. Yep. Well, it sounds like a fun run. It's been a great run. I mean, I and this is uh, to to this is probably the the last stations I'll work at. I, I don't plan to go anywhere from here. So, it's really as I said, it's it's come full circle, and I'm really I'm still having fun. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about what's going on right here, right now in Napa, but still not yet. I okay. think we're going to save that for the second act. Okay. I want more of your rock and roll past. I mean, <laughs> I walk into your office, and you've seen me. I get transfixed. It's like yep. I'm hypnotized. By these photos you have of you and all these celebrities, yeah, yeah famous bands, Cheech and Chong. You're standing right. there with Cheech and Chong and yeah. Huey Lewis, and I mean, who else do you have back there? It's it's oh well, it's amazing. Everybody you, loves the Tina Turner picture. Oh, the, of course, you know, I forget she, that one. she's such an icon, and I always love telling the story. And, it, and it's true. And, and those pictures, I mean, obviously, most of those people aren't my friends. I got to know Huey Lewis a bit, but when you get your picture taken with uh, Tina Turner. They, a big man, a great big man, whisks you in and then you, stands you there. You get your picture taken and then he shoves you aside. <laughs> and I did notice he had a bulge where a guy would carry a gun. Oh, dear. Yeah, she was well protected. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, in most cases, it's not like that. You, sometimes you get a few minutes to talk to people. But, yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate to have met ver- almost everyone in rock and roll. I, I, there's a few I haven't, uh, but I met the Rolling Stones twice yeah. in my career, which was very cool. Never met any of the Beatles, but sat in a room with Paul McCartney. He was five feet away from me, and that's good enough for me. That's pretty good, <laughs> breathing the same air. Yeah, yeah, and he looked at me. You know, I mean, his eyeballs saw mine. <laughs> he looked at me. Paul, did you scream or oh, faint or I'm, anything? I mean, it was close. Inside. I actually had a tape recorder, and it was a press conference. Oh, yeah. And I could have asked a question. Oh. But I just sat there like this, holding oh. the tape recorder. <laughs> were you just too struck? I was, yeah, I mean, I, the Beatles were it. You know, they were... For me and my generation, of course. I mean, well, for yeah. for me and my kids, still. I mean, I know it's love amazing. the Beatles. Yep, that's yep. pretty cool. There must be some great stories. I mean, you were at the number one rock station. You got to meet a lot of folks. I'm sure a lot of it was not just take a picture and go away. There must have been a little bit of carousing. And oh, this, yeah. I mean, the whatnot. '80s. The '80s were a very, very crazy time, and that was <laughs> most of my career in Seattle was in the '80s. And I mean, some yeah. of it I'd prefer not to discuss but uh let's just say it it got crazy and uh most of the people who lived through the 80s know what i'm talking about we could do (laughs) you know it's up to you this is going to air live um you know bob st laurent your morning guy on kvyn i had him on my show not long ago and then he was hinting he had some other stories to tell so i went (laughs) back and said, now, Bob, how about just for the podcast content? And boy, oh, boy. <laughs> he opened up. <laughs> so if people are listening, go look for that and listen uh, at the end of the show for the podcast content. But you probably are saying well, maybe not even for the podcast. You know, there okay, there was okay. a, all it's kinds okay. of abuse going on back then, let's just well, say that, and, and of substances and uh, uh, alcohol and you name it. I mean, it was just a very heady time. It was rock and roll and, in the 80s. Yeah, it, I mean, look, it's it's true. The stories are true. People, were, you know, we, we lived hard and we partied hard. But at the, in the end, we still try to put out a good product. And, and if we didn't, uh, you know, we, you, you paid the price. But, you know, the idea was to try to have a good time and still be creative and, and put something out that people enjoy listening to. Yeah, of course. So, of course. Yeah. So you rode this wave up there in Seattle. Yeah. And you rode it 
eventually down here to Napa. How did you get to Napa? Well, I actually took a couple of detours before I got here. Right. Uh, I left Seattle in 1992 to go to San Jose and run KFOX down there, which oh, sure. is a classic rock station. And uh, which is, by the way, where I hired Greg Kinn oh. to, to do nights for me, believe it or not. Really? He was kind of getting tired of touring and he wanted to do something else and he, and he clearly had the gift of gab, so I, I sort of gave him his first radio job. He ended up being the morning guy. Right, he's years the later. Guy now, yeah. yeah, he's not there anymore. So, and th- that was just really part of uh, some things that happened in Seattle. My wife's mother had died, so we, mm. we didn't have a tie there anymore that we had had before. The station KZOK was about to change ownership. It looked a little scary. And I was offered twice as much money to come down here. So <laughs> like, oh, okay. And I didn't realize how expensive it was to live here, but yeah, it, you still, needed that money, yeah. it still was a nice, a nice move. And I thought, well, I'll come here for two years, California, and then I'll go back to my beloved Seattle. And I do. Mm-hmm. I love the Northwest a lot. But here I am. Uh, how many years is it now? 24 years, something like that. I don't know. Can't do the math that fast. Uh, You found your way to Napa before you actually were working at this station, though. Isn't that right? It's true. Yes, that's true. And so from uh, I worked a few years in San Jose, then went to Sacramento and ran the Eagle for five years Mm -hmm. in Sacramento, and then was uh, wooed to San Francisco uh, Mm -hmm. for the bone. Yeah, and famous. W- yeah, when that station. happened, and I didn't like living in Sacramento. It's too flat, too dry. Yeah. you know. So I wanted to get close to water, and and uh, so we started looking for houses around anywhere, you know, around San Francisco that that I could manage the commute. And mm-hmm. a house popped up on our search in Napa, huh. on the river with oh. a dock. Oh, right here in the right here in River Park. Homes, yeah. yeah, and I actually the one we found was in uh, the yacht club. Yeah, and I loved it. It turns out it was, somebody had already put an offer on it, so they showed mm-hmm. us another house in River Park, and in, it, we ended up buying it. And so I'd always wanted to live on the water, and I'm a big boater, so yeah. you know I had my boat right out in front of the house. And <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful. Lived there for 12 years, and 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 commuted to San Francisco most of that oh, time. I see. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the corporate devils came into San Francisco and decided that they could run uh, the bone uh, better from Atlanta. Um, and that was uh, late 2008, almost 2009, and so that seems to be a big thing in the radio industry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a rough go, you know, you know as far as the consolidation goes right. and what it's done to the creative side of radio. Uh, there's still some good stations out there. As a matter of fact, the Bone's still a good station. Amazingly, they didn't fire all the talent that I had put on the air there, so it's still it's still vibrant. You can look at KGO and see a quite different story where they mm. took all the talent off and the station died. And then what, so talent, I was about to ask you what makes it a good station. You're that's saying it's it. the talent that's Absolutely. there. Anybody can put the music together that any station plays. I mean, obviously, we spend a lot of time thinking about the music, whether it's a rock format or, or, or like the Vine here, which is more adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. But that's just sort of the, the bait to get you to come on over and check us out. What really gets you to stay uh, loyal with, to a radio station is when you become friends with that personality that you're listening to. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the big examples are the Howard Stearns and, you know, some of these big personalities that people just absolutely love and have been very successful. Radio uh, succeeds, and particularly now, by being local. Much easier to be local here in Napa, by the way, than it is in San Francisco because it, it covers nine counties. How can you be... You're in a tower in the middle of a big city, and yeah. how can you be talking to Livermore? They don't know. They have nothing in common with you. So mm-hmm. uh, I prefer this type of local to, to what we were doing there. But, uh, yeah, I had a little unemployment stint for a while and worked at the newspaper for a while, and then, boom, got the call to come in here, and uh, it's been three years already. You know. Just three years? Yeah. I mean, it seems, I guess, just 
<laughs> I've been here a little over two, I suppose, yeah. uh, doing this show. And thank you for having me to do oh, this no, show. It's, I, I was, it was that. fantastic um, when Greg Cole uh, mentioned you. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, great. thank you. I, I, I really do appreciate it. But it, it just seems like you've... you've Seems like you've always been here, Larry, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, you, you've had a good a stamp on this. You know, it's it's been the stations have gone through some tough times, and I, I I wish I maybe could have been here sooner. I probably could have helped kind of keep it a little healthier than it was when I got here. Yeah, because it just wasn't, uh, and I'm p- talking mostly financially. Right, and you know, it's been a long process to try to build that back up and 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 get the reputation of the station even back to where it should be and it's we're not done by any means uh, a lot of challenges ahead but still well you must be doing something because i've noticed when i look at the log for my show there's more and more ads uh-huh. which means somebody's <laughs> listening and someone's buying and you know part of me says oh good for the station then part of me is like well there's two more minutes of my show gone <laughs> it is it is tough but we all know where our paychecks come from and uh yeah well uh, <laughs> i know where mine comes from <laughs> Can you can you say judging? Yeah, can we say contract renegotiation, yeah, Larry? Well, I, you know, I'd be happy to double your salary. I would. Can we do that? Can we start maybe next week with yeah, that? Sure, sure. Thanks. I'll just leave it in. Uh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very glad you're here, and I'm I'm very happy for the opportunity. Um, I'm certainly enjoying it. We're gonna take a break. Okay. It's about that time. All right. Then. And when we come back, we're gonna get local. Okay. Sound good? Yes. Lauren, you know what? I, I didn't give you the opportunity to introduce this guest that, on the way a, in. That, that's all right, Judd. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. But now here's your chance to talk us out. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. La, 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 la. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Washington, D.C. at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. That's right, Lauren Mole, Washington, D.C. and Was on uh, when you are the man in charge, and how do you approach that? Because this, I mean, honestly, you look around. If Lauren and I weren't here right now, yeah, right now this is you know it's an odd time of day too that we re- yeah. we're recording this, and there's no one around. This it's is quiet. your this yeah. is your station. You you've got rain at this place. That's yeah. a lot of responsibility, and these are the only two radio stations in Napa Valley. Right, they cover the valley, and a lot of other stations don't come in that well. Yeah. So 
Well, what, what's your what's your philosophy? What are your what are your goals? How do you take this responsibility? My ultimate goal is to keep these radio stations alive. The last thing I want to be is the guy that wrote them into the dirt, you know. Yeah. And and it, my, I'd like my legacy to be if if there is such a thing that I walked out of here and and kept them alive and maybe kept got them healthy again so that they could thrive and continue because it's it's rare for a community of this size to have two radio stations. It's fantastic, especially you know, embedded in a major market like San Francisco, which, of yeah. course, is one of the complications we have because these large companies buy San Francisco and they overlook our little dinky world up here. So, Me- buy meaning advertising? Uh, advertising, yeah. Advertising, you know, yeah. To take a uh, Home Depot, for instance. Oh, They'll right. spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in San Francisco and they won't even spend a dime here, mm-hmm. even though there's a store here. Yeah. So, you know, those that's part of our struggle. But yeah, we're we're, you know, we're a small crew here and that's just sort of the financial reality of where we're at right now. This is not how I would have it if I could snap my fingers and make everything perfect. Yeah. The revenue is such that we can't have a full staff here all the time. There are I'm very proud of the fact that we're live most of the time. Uh, on KVYN. Yes. Uh, you know, Bob does his morning show live. I do middays, and I'm mostly live in and out kind of because I've got other responsibilities. And then Mindy comes in in the afternoons. There are stations in San Francisco that don't have that much live uh, DJ during the day. So I'm, I'm proud hmm. of that part. The part we struggle with is truly right here at KVON, which was a powerhouse in this town. And anybody who lived here, you know, 20, 30 years ago knows this was the radio station for news, information, everything. There's talk no shows. Talk shows. And, and it was yeah. local, and, it, and they had st- a staff of, you know, eight news people. It was fantastic. Oh, it was big. Yeah. I, when I was in high school, I was a Sunday night DJ at KVYN. Right. And it was nice, and people thought that was good for me. Yeah. But it was always like, are you ever going to move over to KVON? To the big yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> when are you going to the big leagues? Yeah. You know? Yep. That's right. And it was KVON, and there were a lot of people here. The, I remember the the company Christmas party. They had to rent out a sure a ballroom. Yep, yep. And, you know, it's been a long—it it didn't happen overnight. It, it took quite a few years of just, you know, some attrition. And, and then, of course, throw in the economy, throw in that AM radio isn't quite what it once was. Uh, you know, people have just kind of drifted over to the FM side, mm-hmm. more or less. And I've, I've had people say to me, you know— they say, why can't KVON be what it was? And I said, why don't you advertise on the radio station and help me get the revenue so that I can make it that? Yeah. Well, why don't you put the people on so that then we can do that? And it's like I'm in this... This vicious loop. Yeah. yeah. And and in fact, uh, you know, I, uh, nobody uh, that I'm aware of is going to put that much money into the station, you know, right now to make that happen. Uh, you know, it, it's getting better. My goal is to get somebody in here, uh, one person to start with that could maybe do a live morning show or something. I mean, I, I have these things I want to do, but there are, you know, anybody who runs a business knows or even their own personal finances, you know, there are limitations. Of course. And that's where we are. And so we're doing the best we can with that. All right. I'm going to snap my fingers. And okay. when I do that, yes, everything's going to be as you want it. Tell me what you're seeing. Oh, okay. On KVON, mm-hmm. it would be a live morning show, a live fun morning show that talks all things Napa with guests every morning and you know kind of like what we do really with Bob but but more longer form Bob on the I'm talking about Bob on KVYN yeah he does these short form interviews but you know you could really do some more long like this show for instance I'm familiar with a format sort of like yeah. that Larry yeah you could uh, you <laughs> as a matter of fact I, I know a guy that'd be great doing mornings if he wasn't making wine <laughs> maybe so okay so you have a live morning show yeah 
Every uh, morning. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, we already have some live shows here in the midday uh, hours, and I've been trying to fill those in and have done a pretty good job of getting that filled in. So then you're looking at afternoons. You know, again, love to have a lo- local and live show there with news and information. And, you know, it, I, I don't know. There may be some syndication there, but if you find the right people, you could do a local show here and, and fill that time. Uh, and then the rest of the time would be sports. I mean, we, we have to do sports. We've got Ira yeah. C. Smith, for crying out loud. The I mean. legend. <laughs> and that's really, you know, when I came here, this station, KVON, was a mixed bag of talk and and money and, and, you know, there were all these, it didn't make a lot of sense. You know, I thought, let's let's put something cohesive together around our champ, and that's Ira C. Smith. And so that's yeah. why I really settled on sports. Granted, it's not always local, but we always carry local when we can. And we will preempt the A's, the Warriors, anything to carry a local high school football, basketball, volleyball, softball game. And we do. And I love that. Yeah. I love the community orientation that you have here. And it really has become more so, even since I started here just two and a half years ago, you've been here three. But when when I started, I mean, I could tell that's what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. That was mostly... What do you call it? it the, the stream was feeding in from a satellite on sport. Right. It was mostly sports, sports yeah. talk type yeah. stuff. And I think there may have been an hour a day of live think, yeah, programming that's all there Monday was. through Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me one of those hours yep. you know, every Tuesday yep. morning. Yep. But then slowly more is being added. Like yeah. the beer guys come right. on now after mm-hmm. my show. And you have other folks throughout the week. Yep. So, so we're getting there. Getting there, yeah, and it's, you know, here's the trick, though, is that, as you know, I have to have volunteers at this point, people who want to do a show because it's something they enjoy, or they have a a cause. I mean, uh, Doris Gentry, you know, with her kids, and, you know, Mm -hmm. she she really is passionate about that, so she does a show every Monday. Uh, Dorothy Salmon is passionate about what she does, and so she does a show. And so those are, you know, and, and I'm trying to put quality stuff on. I can't just take anybody who walks in and, hey, I'll, I'll do a show. <laughs> you know, so uh, if there's a good idea, you know, we've had some good wine shows. Unfortunately, we just lost a one called Bottle Talk that we were running on Fridays. You know, well, we keep trying. I, my goal was to get 9 to noon local every day. I mean, that's a start. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good start. And just the fact that it's local, it's community-focused, it's really, in my opinion, too, what this station should Absolutely. be about and had been about and is getting back to being about. I, it's where, Did I say it's that where, right, Lauren? Yeah, it's where we're going. Yeah, you, you said that right. Okay, thank It's you. where we're going. And, and, and as things, you know, we had a reasonably good year last year. Yeah. This year, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. But, I, you know, it's off to a decent start. You know, again, my goal would be to, to, to be able to say, hey, I can now hire somebody. Yeah. I mean, one person would make a huge difference in right here in this radio station if they were uh, devoted to it, did a live show, and then also did all the, you know, things throughout the rest of the day. I mean, that's take one thing off my plate, which would be awesome, too. <laughs> well, something big got put on your plate, and it has to do with your responsibility to the community, and that was a year ago, August, when the earthquake hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, I did have you in here, yeah. and we briefly talked about it. I think you were here in here for just a, a segment or something. Yep. But mm-hmm. So we really got in-depth during that one, and folks can look back at a podcast and find that from, um, I don't know if that aired in August or maybe in, in September, early September, early September yeah. of 2014. 
Let's revisit it just for a few minutes sure. and what you had to do, because this was the middle of the night, three yeah. in the morning. There's nobody at the station at the moment. Right. You probably just had some streaming content coming through. Uh, well, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you know, the, the KVYN plays everything locally, but it's, yeah. a, it's a computer that's playing the music yeah. in, in the middle of the night. But so. nobody's here to get nobody's on and here. say, nope. earthquake. No. Nope. And that's, you know, again, one of the things, and by the way, there isn't anybody at any radio station in the country anymore in the middle of the night. Well, I noticed that because the first thing I did once I got everybody out of the house into a safe spot where nothing could topple on us, turned on the car radio yep. to San Francisco. Uh, KVON here was knocked off the air for a little while. That's right. And there's nothing, yeah. nothing about it. I think KGO finally came up, or maybe it was CBS, KCBS, KCBS came up KCBS is what I was on. Yeah, and it, but it was pretty vague. And again, they're not no. local, so they were getting calls from the East Bay and, you know, oh, yeah, I felt something. You know, That's like, exactly what, what it was. Yeah. No big deal. Right. There was a report of an earthquake, but... Yeah, and we all thought, deal. I'm sure you thought the same as I did, that San Francisco must be a piece of rubble. Leveled. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if we felt it way up here, yeah. not knowing it was a Napa earthquake at right. that point. But yes, um, so you, but we have all these safety mechanisms in place that should one thing failed that that took KVON and KVYN off the air. Mm-hmm. We have generators at our transmitters, which keep the they they worked. They came on. Our transmitters stayed on the air. But if we're not supplying audio from these studios, then all you hear is silence, uh. and that's what happened. Our generator here, which is a great big thing out in a shack out there, did not fire up. It's uh. supposed to automatically go. And so when I got here, uh, maybe 15 minutes after the, the quake, this was a dark and scary building, I can tell you. I mean, I know everybody has terrifying stories about this earthquake, but walking in here and seeing everything on the floor oh. and all the, the everything out in the lobby here was laying face down, the cabinets and everything, that yeah, was not good. You no. know? Um, so once we got— well, Very close to the— uh uh, yeah, the, this is to the epicenter here. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah. I think it, it was kind of down by the marina, and then it worked its way up, went through here, and up into the Browns Valley. Yeah. So I called my engineer. He was cleaning up a mess so that his wife and daughter wouldn't get hurt, and he said, "I'll be right there." And we rigged up. Uh, I we had one generator that we used for remote broadcasts, a little one thousand watt generator, and then I just happened to have a two thousand watt in my office that I was selling. And so between those two generators, we put them out right outside the door here, and we got both of these studios fired up. Just enough equipment to make it work, and then simulcast, turned them both on so that, you know, we could, we actually went out of the KVYN studio, but it went out on both Mm -hmm. channels. And I think we were up within 30 minutes of the quake, and, and I felt pretty good about that considering what we were up against. Yes, when I heard that story, and it was only 30 minutes that you were able to get it up, that was astounded that you, yeah. you could do that. It, it was remarkable. Just the two of you in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm all, my, my girlfriend was here holding a flashlight for us because <laughs> Ben and I were running around, and you know he was really doing most of it. I was just his helper, you know. Uh, think, that, was, that was brutal. So um, the first call we took was from the woman whose uh, mobile home was on fire. Oh. That was pretty amazing. I mean, you know, it... it you know, and I've I've said this to a lot of people. You know, there's all these part of part of radio's story right now is that there's so many other things to listen to and do. Obviously, we've got you know iPods and iPads and all these. Not in things. a moment like that. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, some people said, "Oh, I'm so glad I had my cell phone. I got all the news." And I said, "Okay, maybe." But what you didn't get was a human voice. Yeah. And that's what radio brings, and will always be able to bring, is that comfort of hearing your neighbor, even if her, your neighbor's house is burning down. I mean, she was calmly describing to us what was happening. Uh, just and then then the call started. You know, hey, we're okay. You know, it was a little rough and. 
sort of calls of encouragement started coming in, and it, it made everybody feel better to know, hey, I'm not alone. First of all, you're not alone, you know, and everyone's okay, uh, or at least it seemed everyone was okay. They have, everybody had a scary story, though. So. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It was a very scary moment. No, it, was. it was very comforting uh, when I heard that you were back on the air. Folks were calling in. Yeah. You were here. I think Bob came down, didn't he? Everybody he was talking. Came. Everybody was, was taking calls, I didn't call anybody. <laughs> giving information. Yeah. It was it was nice well, to know it, what it, was really happening besides, you know, having to depend on, you know, national yeah. news or, websites or, yeah. and whatnot. Or filtered out of San Francisco where it, they really didn't know what was going well, on. Well, that's it. You get yeah. into local perspective. One of the things, you know, I'd like to say, I mean, that's really the treasure of this station in particular, KVON, is, is to be that emergency outlet as well. And because we have all this backup equipment, which, by the way, that generator has been repaired, uh, the odds are that we would be fine. And by the way, in a, in a major catastrophe, cell phones probably won't work. So we will be one of the few pieces of uh, a way to communicate. And, and the city and the county know that. They, they can come to me and they, we can put them on the air yeah. to make announcements immediately. And so, I, you know, we're here for that. The, the fact that nobody's here sometimes, you know, you go, well, but... We're all, you know, like you said, Bob came roaring in here. We all can be here within minutes, and that's important to know. We will be here. If there's a flood, if there's an emergency, there will be somebody here, and that's that's my promise. Thank you for that. My pleasure. On behalf of the community, I thank you. (laughs) And you mentioned flood. I remember 1986 was this huge flood, and we, we got trapped outside of Napa, couldn't get home, but we could get information by tuning in to KVON. There you go. Let's talk about KVYN. Yes, more the music station. Yes. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Sauvignon Rock. There you go. I had to get it out. <laughs> I had to, and I know that that is your baby. Does it pain you? No. <laughs> not not now that I understand where it came from. <laughs> I think when I first heard it, it didn't pain me so much as was what did Re- they just say? Really? Yeah. Really? Sauvignon Rock. Oh, I took I, an, an amazing <laughs> amount of flack for that one. <laughs> but now that I, I, I get it, I get it, and yeah. I, I think I embrace it. Well, Do you want to tell the story of, yeah, uh, behind I mean, that? You know, I, when I, you know, the station had to have be kind of retooled, let's say, when I got here to, yeah. to make it a little more listenable. And <laughs> I, I, had, I could have done any format, you know, on the planet. It was uh, nobody told me I had to do anything, but I, I liked adult contemporary. It's always been a very popular format. It's, it's the most accessible to the most people. And it's very sales-friendly, to be honest with you. So that was part of my decision. And but you, it, I'm just going to interrupt you because yeah. I read a quote of yours. Yes. Um, ask, someone asked this question. Actually, it was in the um, San Francisco Chronicle. Ben Fong Torres oh, yes. was yes. writing about you and starting yeah. here. And, and you wrote, you wanted to target the music to adult women. Yes. And so I guess that's they, well, adult contemporary. Yeah, we, and, and something that I hadn't really thought of, but your quote is that Napa is relatively conservative, musically speaking. Yes. Where does that come from? How, well, how do you determine you know what? this? I don't have empirical evidence of yeah. that. So um, having lived here for 15 years, I got a sense, I have a sense of what Napa is. It, and it is a fairly conservative, uh, now not, I'm not talking politics here. I'm just no, talking. No, music, you yeah. said musically. Music, yeah. Musically. And I mean, it's a working class town. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and here's how I would compare it. If you go over to Sebastopol and that area, uh, you know, Marin, you find a whole different vibe. I mean, this is clearly more of a, hippie-ish, kind of laid-back, Grateful Dead feeling. Don't I mean, wouldn't you agree? Or might you think I'm wrong on that? No, I mean, if you were going to make a 
broad generalization, yeah, which I think you just broad. did. It's pretty broad. Uh, that yeah. would be a fair I, I broad got generalization. A, I got a sense that this... Uh, okay, and here's another example. I know people in the music business that book acts here. So you kind of know who does well, who doesn't okay. do well. And you can see by who they book in town here, pretty much. And I mean, you could take the, uh, what was the place that just closed down? Uh, City Winery. City Winery. I mean, look, they, they tried an eclectic thing. Did not work. Not an eclectic town, Napa. Sorry. That's that's my take on it. Okay. okay. So while I could have done a very hip kind of K-Foggy kind of thing, uh, frankly, this is more popular uh, for this county. And I stand by that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are you thinking when you're, when you're listening to today's <laughs> hits in the adult contemporary, because it's not just, I mean, you do some crossover. It's, there's some mixed stuff in there, and I, it's not straight out of the book, adult contemporary. I mess with it a little bit. Look, you know, you don't put a radio station together for yourself. Right. If I did that, there would be a handful of people that would love it. Yeah. But it wouldn't be enough to support <laughs> sure. the station. So, you know, you go with popular music. That's why songs are hits, because they're popular and people like them and, you know, uh, the peop- there are some people who don't like listening to hits. You know, they think that that's bad. Right. But in fact, most people are not uh, audiophiles. They don't collect music. They're just people who turn on a radio and want to hear a song they can sing along with. That's mm-hmm. what we play. That's it. That's I, that's you just was that the nutshell that's pretty of what much Sauvignon Rock that's is. That's it. Yeah, I mean it's it's bright, it's uplifting if, mostly. Um, it's it's a crossover. There's some country in there a little bit. Um, you know, it's a, a little bit of. Uh, we don't get into really hip hop or anything like that, but you know, there's certainly some up tempo fun stuff. Uh, you know, Lauren does. He beatbox. Is that right? Want to give us a little, <laughs> little beatbox? <laughs> awesome. Nice. nice. <laughs> there's your hip dude right there. The name Sauvignon. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So that came. Uh, I was trying to. The, the station at the time. The slogan was just good music, <laughs> and. Uh, that was um, that didn't hit it for me because it was almost seemed like a cop. Oh, really? It's just good music. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it just it's just good music. <laughs> so I I did not like that slogan, and so I was trying to think, what am I going to call this thing? Well, you, you've got a grape leaf as your logo. Uh, you're called the vine, so clearly it was wine oriented. And I'm driving around one day, and I'm out in the vineyards driving, and I'm thinking, yeah, different wines, and then Sauvignon Blanc hit. I, th- I drove past a, a field that was labeled Sauvignon Blanc, and I mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, all the descriptors of Sauvignon Blanc describe the music. Let's have them. Crisp, clear, elegant, delicious, bright. <laughs> Light. <laughs> Light. Fresh. Fresh. They're all there. And I went, that's it. Sauvignon Rock. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and then then the audience hit me with a ton of bricks. They <laughs> thought it was the dumbest thing they ever heard. Well, you know, another <laughs> yeah, common... Well, well, at least it wasn't with straw and sticks. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, straw and sticks are two more descriptors of Sauvignon Blanc you <laughs> there get. There you go. As is cat, cat pee. pee. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Which is, I guess, what we, people did on your... Yes. But, but is it, do you still use the Sauvignon Blanc? Yeah. I thought so. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You didn't... You didn't no, no, discarded. no. Discarded. You, you know back down Look, from that fight. Okay, I, I named the bone as well. And you can imagine, <laughs> uh, you know, especially maybe, mainly people in the buildings who had to make a call. Hi, this is Frank from the bone. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, so, I mean, I've, I've been through this before. You know what you're doing. Memorable names are good. Yeah, that's well. That's what I was looking for. And you got it. What do you do for fun, man? I know you're way into boating. I'm way into boating. I mean, that's really my passion. You know, I, I travel a lot. Uh, not not like 
crazy travel, but in the United States. Yeah. A lot of camping, and mm-hmm. uh, I go up to Washington pretty frequently. I've still got family up there. and uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge boater, so Napa River all the time, yeah. sometimes the Delta down into San Francisco, wherever my big old engines take me. That's good. <laughs> Just get inspired when the... Yeah. Well, the tides take you, and that's I, right. you're into cars and shooting and all that good stuff, well, too, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been on a couple of shooting ranges, I guess, <laughs> but I'm not a gun-toting guy. Oh, no. I'm just, you know, <laughs> things you like to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we had this chat. Me, too. I, I, I know you like playing games. Oh, yes. I mean that quite literally. I don't mean, like, emotionally <laughs> or anything like that, because yeah. now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right, Lauren Mole. It's time to play Mad Libs with our station GM, Larry Sharp. All right. You know how this goes. I do. You're hip I, to this. I You've heard Mad me Libs. do this. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Well, I don't know if it's the best part of the show, but it's a darn ah. good part. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate that. So you know what to do. Here we go. Yep. First thing I need from you is a geographic location. North Pole. The North Pole. All right. I need another geographic location. Hmm. Let's go local. How about Napa River? Napa River, one of your favorite places. Yes. An adjective. <laughs> Ugly. Ugly, which is what the Napa River is not. Right. A plural noun. Plural noun. Yeah. Drones. Drones. Okay, drones. And finally, a verb ending in ing. Not sure why, but plunging. <laughs> Plunging a toilet? Maybe you said you're the custodian I, I've here? I've done or? too much work on toilets lately, yes. Or plunging into the Napa River, whatever it is. <laughs> so, Larry, earlier uh, I went onto kvyn.com and found your bio. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we've just rewritten a bit of it right here. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> this is written in your voice. So I'm now speaking as you, Larry Sharp. Okay, all right. I picked up the nickname Sharpie years ago when I worked at KISW. In the North Pole. <laughs> Afternoon DJ Gary Crow was a fan of the TV show CPO Sharky. My last name was Sharp, so Gary dubbed me CPO Sharpie. And finally, just Sharpie. It stuck. We heard that story. That's yep. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was during your days at the North Pole. That's right. When I'm not acting as general manager of KVYN, KVON, I do the Napa River News. So <laughs> wow. Everything that goes on the Napa River, you are reporting I cover on it. The, I am all over it. You and your boat, <laughs> finding the latest breaking waves. That's correct. How about that? Yes, very good. I try to give you an ugly update every hour <laughs> during weekdays about what is going on in the Napa River. <laughs> oh, if you have drones you would like to share, please email me <laughs> at Larry at winecountrybroadcasting.com. Do you still accept uh, people to submit their drones? Their drones are accepted. Okay. Yes. I also do a couple of weekend DJ shows. It is a lot of fun to be on the air at KVYN, and I thank you for plunging. <laughs> nice. I obviously need to change that bio. <laughs> yeah, there's, I just noticed having yeah. talked to you. They're a little bit I'm on all the time now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sharpie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This Thanks is... for doing the show, Judd. I appreciate it. And Lauren, good job. My Everybody. pleasure. Thank you not only for being in here today, but just for having us on the air. Oh, I, it's my pleasure. You are part of the local, so thank you from the bottom of my local heart. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo. This is Lord Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.